Greetings, and welcome to the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. For this week's episode, I'd like to talk a little bit about feedback, both giving and receiving. You know, artists often work in bubbles, meaning we sit down at our laptops or with our tablets, or we sit in front of an easel or an amplifier and we create, or at least we try to. Sure, there's collaboration, but for most of us, the process of creation is a solo endeavor. And one of the problems stemming from that is that we need feedback. We need to know if what we're doing has any merit, if anyone thinks it's any good, and if we've made a mistake somewhere along the line. A misspelled word, a flubbed note, a bad brush stroke. The thing is, we need to have someone give us a critique, and truth be told, having someone tell you something you don't want to hear, especially in regards to our creative output, can be difficult, but it's necessary. No one can create something from nothing and send it out into the world without getting some sort of input or feedback. Well, obviously you can, but it's not necessarily a good idea. Feedback keeps us honest and keeps us thinking creatively. As a writer, I find that having someone read one of my short stories when I think I've finished or abandoned it is useful. They may point out a typo, something I missed, or maybe a flaw in the plot. I'm lucky enough to have a couple of people who like to read my drafts and give me their opinions. They never fail to point out something I missed or maybe something I didn't think about. Now, I don't always go with their input. I mean, there may be a reason why I did something specific in a story. But that's why I like to get the feedback verbally. It allows for discussion. To give you an example, one of my readers may note that one of my characters misspoke when reciting a familiar proverb. But since we're having a conversation, I can explain that the reason they misspoke was to allude to the character having, I don't know, early stage dementia. They're forgetting things, and the dementia diagnosis is revealed later in the story. So by doing this, they understand my motivation and my reasoning. But also, it shows me that while they agree with this, they thought that it was an error. So they didn't catch the foreshadowing. So I may have been too subtle since they didn't pick up on it. Of course, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've received (laughs) more than my fair share of feedback. When I first decided that I was going to share my work with others, it was tough. I felt that my stories were personal things, pieces of me. And for someone to point out something they didn't like made me defensive. I took it personally. And, you know, I think that's a natural reaction. It's like having a child and someone criticizes the way your child speaks. Sure, the kid may have mispronounced a word. And yeah, I'll correct them. But I would instinctively get annoyed if someone pointed it out to me. And it's not wrong for the other person to point it out. They just want to make sure my kid pronounces the word correctly. It's just what parents do. They're protective. So for someone to say, hey, I see a plot hole here, makes me defensive. Hell, even after all these years of writing, I still kind of get that feeling. But now I know better, and I can keep it in its place. While the emotional side of my brain wants to protest... The rational side understands that this is that this person is trying to help me make my story better. Plus, 
I probably asked them to do it, so getting upset about receiving something I asked for is, well, kind of dumb. In fact, I have a great example of this. A few years ago, give or take a decade or two, I was in the creative writing program at Florida State University. Now, keep in mind, you couldn't just walk into the program. You had to submit writing samples and an application, which was then reviewed by the instructors. Some people made the cut. Well, others didn't. So you had to really want this. So in my first semester of the program, I'm in one of the writing workshops. The way it works is that each week, one student would distribute a copy of their story to the class. And then the class would then review and provide feedback the next week. Of course, the professor gave us guidelines, one of the most important being that we have to provide reasoning for our critiques. In other words, you can't just say, I didn't like it. You had to say, I didn't like it because of this and this and this. That makes sense, right? It seems fair. So we go through several weeks of this, and finally this one young woman, it comes up, it's her turn. She hands out copies of her story, and we take it home to review it and then get ready to present the next class. But before we begin, the professor asks the woman if she wants to share anything before we begin. And usually this is where the writer would say, oh, well, I got the idea from this, or I was trying to do this, or, you know, I was influenced by this other author. So just to give you some context. But instead of that, the young woman replied, I really don't care what anyone thinks of my story. My roommate read it and said it was perfect, so I'm not changing anything. Yeah. So, of course, the professor rolls her eyes and tells us to begin. But halfway through the class, the young woman, obviously frustrated, stuffs her notebook into her backpack and just leaves. Well, the professor had us continue without her, and not surprisingly, the, the young woman never returned. For what it's worth, she was a willing participant when it came to giving feedback, but wasn't interested at all when it was her turn to receive it. And the sad part is that her story was actually pretty good, but it could have been benefited from a few tweaks. And unfortunately, I never saw her again after that, so I'm not sure she simply dropped out of the program or what. And that poor story, which the majority of the class really liked, was probably tossed in the trash and faded from memory. And to me, that's such a tragedy. But it was also a lesson to the rest of the class. We saw how it looked when a writer refused to hear constructive feedback. We saw a good story wasted due to someone being too proud or, I don't know, too stubborn, I guess, to listen to the suggestions. And while I think it's a shame that she gave up and disappeared, a part of me feels that might have been for the best. I think one of the most important attributes for a writer is to be open-minded. We have to be able to adapt, to listen, to think, to work outside of our comfort zones. We can't do any of that if we keep our minds closed. Of course, it's also important to have people who can provide constructive feedback read your work. As my writing professor said, your feedback has to have a reason behind it. If it doesn't, then it's just a complaint. <laughs> For the person providing the feedback, and I've been one of those people on many, many occasions, you have to be sure you're looking at the story from a reader's point of view. This isn't about what you would have done differently. This is about how a reader interprets the story, the narrative, the dialogue, the description. Obviously, your opinion matters, but you need to be able to explain it. 
For example, you can't simply say that you don't like the way a character talks. I wouldn't know what to do with a comment like that. But if a reader says, hey, this one character's dialogue reads like he doesn't know how to speak English, is that on purpose? Then I have a better idea of what they're getting at, the way they're interpreting it. Maybe the character has a speech impediment that I'm not clearly conveying. Or maybe it's a precursor to something later in the story that explains the weird speaking. But if it's confusing the reader, then I need to approach it differently, right? I guess the best way to put it is to say, always have a reason behind your criticism and comments. And sure, your personal taste does matter, but you can't tell a horror writer you don't like their story because you don't like reading horror. If that's the case, then why did you offer to read it in the first place? And yes, I've run into that once or twice over the years. And no, I still don't understand it. But no matter what kind of writer you are, traditional, independent, prose, poetry, essayist, biographer, whatever, you have to be able to listen to feedback. And when I say listen, I mean really listen and give it some thought. It, while you may not agree with everything you hear, some of it may be valuable, or at the very least, may make you consider other options you hadn't thought of. And if you're the one giving the feedback, be honest, be sincere, and remember that you're trying to help the writer improve their story. That's an incredibly important job. Alright, well with all that being said, it's time for our show closeout. For this episode, I've decided I'm going to challenge you to do a group activity. Well, sort of group. At the very least, you'll need two people. What I'd like you to do is either offer to give feedback to another person or ask somebody to give you feedback. And it doesn't matter if it's a writer, painter, musician, any type of artist. Just find someone who is working on a creative project and offer to give them some constructive criticism. Some of you may already be doing that, and if that's so, fantastic. Thank you for doing it. If not, well, now's your chance. And if you have something you're working on, maybe the two of you can do an exchange, critique each other's work. By doing this, you can do something nice for another artist, and in return, you may get the same. If nothing else, giving and receiving feedback not only trains you to be open-minded, but it can also stimulate your creativity. I mean, personally, I always get something positive out of it when I get feedback. I may disregard, I don't know, 80-90% of it, but there's always at least one little gem hidden in there that I'll take to heart and I'll use. Think of it as training in a way. You're exposing yourself to other people's viewpoints, things you may not have considered, and that can only result in good things, right? So... Offer to help another artist, and maybe you'll both benefit from it. And that's it for this episode, and it's a little shorter than usual. I got some other projects going, so I had to make this one quick. <laughs> I hope you got something positive out of this. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can catch me on social media or contact me through my website, richardbiss.com. And yes, I still have my YouTube channel. Um, you can go check out my uh, cooking videos and maybe have a laugh. <laughs> and please, if you have a moment, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Tell your friends. Share the love. I'm always open to suggestions and new ideas. Until next time, be safe, 
be kind, be creative. Cheers.